Nothing got wrapped up except for we got wrapped up in the rapture of life. Caught up in the rapture of life. You hear me? Um, but welcome back to Trap Therapy, y'all. Everybody, we missed y'all. We missed y'all. It's it's been a while, but we back with the jump off. Um that was, you know what? That was we went on a spring break. That was our spring break. Rollins, that spring break was more like a I mean, well, what is it? Called? What was it? That was like our. Uh, we had that was the conclusion of the fall trap therapy. Segment. And now we're getting into spring. Exactly. So this is like the trap trap therapy spring edition. Just okay, that works. So at one point during the summer, if we disappear for about five weeks, we we, we got to transition from spring to, to summer. summer. Um, okay. spring, summer, fall. Yes, it's a, yeah, it's a spring, summer, fall show. Yeah. We, Jobs. Yeah. yeah, spring, summer, fall, trap therapy. But Miss Jessica, the girl, how are you? How have you been, princess? Queen? I think, huh? How have you been, queen? <laughs> Do not piss me off today. I have been doing well. You know what? For some reason, I said at the end of February, I was like, I just feel like March is going to just really going to be a good month for me. Okay. And it has been so far, knock on wood. I want to say that loud and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But things have been going well. I've just been busy and, you know, living life and working and shit like that. But I really don't have anything to complain about, honey. Life's life. No complaints here. What about you? <laughs> honey. Well, I mean, I'm going to use that I have been working a lot I now have four, literally actually fact I have four jobs you're ridiculous all therapy related um I will say I, I guess I look at I have just been blessed with a bunch of opportunities to do different things with a lot of different places and it would have been easy to be like no and do it but it's actually forcing me to kind of be more reg- regimented to be on a better schedule to get things done when I need to. But I've also made sure that pretty much all the projects that I have, um, my regular job obviously is Monday through Friday, but everything else is only up until Wednesday. So still Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like once, you know, later in the day, I only have one job I'm doing. So it's actually helping me out um, to kind of get more regimented and, you know, just utilize these opportunities. But like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have four jobs forever, trust me. Because uh, I was about to say, baby, you're going to be burnt out. Looking real Mayish, maybe June ish. Just so like, you get these summer trips and rest yeah, of your travels out the way. So for this year that I have set for myself, I want to go live in another country for at least two to three weeks at one okay. point. I haven't decided where, but I mean, I can still, you know, do my therapy shit with me. But I'm like, oh, I just really want to go somewhere and just be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to live here for three weeks. But then I told my grandma about it. She told me she got to talk to God and pray about it first. So I don't, I can't officially plan anything. And she was very serious. She's serious. And speaking of God. She told me I'd be doing stuff behind her back. And I said, but so that's a whole nother story. But that's actually going to do a nice tie into what we talk about today. That's a good segue. Speaking about God. So the last time we had trap therapy, y'all, if y'all remember the um, it we talked about mental health in the Black community and like the barriers to why Negroes um, do not take mental health very seriously or the barriers to like actually getting help. But there was one topic specifically that we were like, oh, this one is a lot to actually dive into. Um, 
and that was the topic of religion and um, Negroes and mental health. So that's what we're going to talk about today with a little bit of other, you know, bullshit, but you know. Yeah, we definitely wanted to make sure we did like a nice wrap up on what we were, what we, what was part one, you know, prior to our hiatus um, and then kind of go back into, you know, wrap it up and then kind of start off with something new to kind of get us moving um, forward. So I think that, child, we just, we had to just dive in it too from every angle. So, I mean, I want to say that in my experience, mm-hmm. um, the church can be a very big benefit when it comes to um, a lot of the teachings, because I feel like so many of the teachings and things that I have learned from church do have very, you know, um, are very similar to things that are taught therapeutically, even if like, you know, when it comes to looking like, oh, looking at things as temporary problems and not, you know, letting, you know, things like that. Um, and so there's a lot of teachings that I've learned or, you know, how to treat people um, and things like that. But it seems like from my experience, for some reason, um, like when it comes to mental health specifically, the church then can become a reason not to get into mental health, which is confusing because there's a lot of similarities in them and that I don't think a lot of people realize. But for some reason, I don't know why there is this belief that talking about your problems out outside of you know the homogenous zone is, is is seen as something like that's a negative you know like or like I, I I never really understand that or especially like if you have a church full of a thousand people how are you know how are all of y'all going to the same person to talk to like they clearly they yeah. can't have that much time so wouldn't it take some of the load off to be like oh they're trained people who can help you with this in the same way that doctors are trained, nurses are trained, and any other thing in the health field, we're all trained to do these things. So where do you think like some of that stems from? I think that, well, shout out to God. Um, I love God. If you don't love God, what's wrong with you? Who's ahead of my life? Okay. Um, So I think the problem is between Black mental health and the church is that Prayer and biblical lessons existed before we even knew what mental health and mental wellness was. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So like <clears throat> centuries ago, a long, long time ago, before we were even thought of, like we Black people were taught to solely depend on their faith, right? And our faith got us through a lot of dark times. Like the Black church was the cornerstone for the civil rights, like for the civil rights movement. Like without the Black church, none of that shit would have moved at all. You know, like the Black church has always been the cornerstone for like intersections between like faith and freedom and liberation and like equality and all that other type of stuff. I just feel like it's been passed down from generation to generation because the church has done so many great things for things like that, that we just automatically think in our head that, well, shit, if the church did all these great things and our faith alone did all these great things, there's no reason why our faith cannot take care of anxiety or depression or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or any other things like that. That's what I think in my head. So basically, like, because our faith has gotten us through all this, why would we not still think that it can continue to get us through all this? Yeah. But, you know, that's interesting. I, do, I think that's a good way to put it, because then I also think of it on the flip side. I see it being like, oh, well, don't necessarily go to mental health counselors, because then you don't necessarily, not that you don't necessarily, but then if you're like, oh, if that was a reason that you come to church, yeah. to if you go outside and get that assistance, does that change your desire to come here if that's kind of what you're seeking? And so I'm mm. not like, looking at it that way, but I can imagine like some people like, oh, well, if that's what you going to church for, but you getting the help from elsewhere, does that change? Is, there, is it like a fear thing? Like, well, don't go there and talk to them people because then you won't be coming back here to talk to God. Yeah, and I think also... Um, I don't want to speak for everybody because I don't want to say this, but I think a lot of times there's this thing where they don't, not they, I don't want to say they, but sometimes the black church, they don't want to mix, I guess, like religion 
um, with like other practices such as like, oh, meditation, because, you know, black people believe that meditation isn't a thing in, in Christianity. You know, if you meditate and that means that you must be, you must be doing something else spiritual that is not aligned with Christ, right? So I feel like that, the black church is just so, I love y'all for real, but it's just so complicated and so complex. And I just feel like the black church could definitely be instrumental if they were able to realize that liberation should also be sought out in the mental health. Like imagine if a pastor did a whole entire sermon on like mental health and like why maybe God has given the gift to these mental health professionals so how they can help you through these days. Do you get what I'm saying? Or if there was like not just pastoral counseling at a church, because there's a difference between pastoral counseling and like mental health counseling, but we ain't going to dive into that right now, Chair. If you had a mental health counselor like on site at a church that looks exactly like you and is culturally competent and speaks the same language as you and, you know, like looks exactly like you as the same being as you, practices Christianity like you, like how many barriers that would be able to break down? Um, you know, the one thing that's coming up for me, um, very much, and I just feel like, I feel like since we're coming back, we might as well just talk about what we don't talk about. I really feel like so many of, and this is, I don't want to generalize and say all Black churches or all churches and everything. Yeah. But with that said, I think so many of the teachings have kind of been like, talked about like forgiveness. Yeah. to the point of we don't talk about things we don't acknowledge things a lot of skeletons and I feel like we're dealing with mental health therapy and going to therapy in general it's the exact opposite it's like oh baby we gonna talk about everything we gonna implement boundaries we gonna talk about your family we gonna talk about some fucked up stuff some people did like these are not things that we're gonna sweep under the rug and I definitely think that it has been a cultural thing that like the church has been aware of things but it was kind of like we just don't pray for this person, ask them for forgiveness, and we just gonna pretend like it never happened. We just right. and move on. And I definitely can see how those two things don't really, the, the, the math ain't massing on those two things. Uh-uh. About, if you're coming to me on therapy and you have a lot of trauma, we're gonna unpack it and it's gonna lead to some uncomfortable conversation, but we're not gonna shy away from it. But I can, I think that with the black church, that is not always the case. Forgiveness and moving past it is kind of what's preached about. It's like saying, hey, this happened to you. It That wasn't right. Just pray for that person and forgive them and then just pretend, just move on with your life and be happy. And you know what? It's funny that you brought that up because I did a, um, I did like a little artist talk maybe a couple weeks ago and it was sitting around mental health. And one of the questions that a person in the audience asked, they were saying like, you know, religion can be really big in spirituality. And most of the times it's taught that you have to forgive. And then once you forgive, you forget. And they asked me like, do you think forgive, like coming from a mental health perspective, do you think forgiveness is always the answer? And I said, absolutely. Fuck no. You don't have to forgive everybody. Like you have to choose, don't be no damn dummy. See, that's the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't be damn stupid because forgiveness means that you're letting it go. You're not just letting it go, but you're also forgetting those transgressions. And it's just kind of like the the slate is wiped clean. Like it's no more. And some people do not deserve that. Like for your own mental health and for your own sanity, like, Empathy can only go so far. And some people, now this is this is a true ringer. Some people, I won't, uh, I know how y'all girls like to tussle, but right. some people don't deserve empathy. After they have shown you who they are over and over again, and you realize that this is a low-down dirty monkey oh, with a fucking man. wig on, they sometimes they don't deserve your empathy no more. And you leave them where they're at. And you know their place and you know where they are and you let you just leave them. You don't have to forgive them. Just leave them where they at. But the church tells you like, no, 
Like you have to forgive this person because if you don't forgive this person, then that's not going to be good for you. And you're not going to go to heaven and you have like, and it's just kind of like, baby, it's just not realistic. Like we're all human. And it's almost like you can never, under that dynamic, you can never really truly put yourself first. You Mm -mm. can never really, you can never really put yourself first and you can, it's almost like you must always try to disrespect your own boundaries even yeah. though even though the person on the other end is constantly disrespecting yours and I, I definitely think that that's and I think especially like with with a lot of people that I've went to church with or grown up in church like my whole not pretty much my whole family at some point went to the same church so when you have that dynamic you know to, to be like oh no like I've decided that I really don't want to have this relationship with this person but that's your cousin and you got to do this and it's kind of like this person is not good for me Mm-mm. like and you know I, I read you know and I read the good word of Twitter today and we oh, were talking about like but it really resonated with me because like family there was like family is just somebody that you have close relationships with that you develop relatives mean we blood we're we have the same bloodline but that doesn't mean we have this established relationship and I think for better or worse a lot of times we have to do that they're like oh there are people who I am technically related to because of marriage and whatever but if I just don't fool with them like that and I just can't do it, going beyond that is really benefiting who is not benefiting me because it's forcing me to go against what it is that I truly believe in for some higher calling and some higher power, which I totally understand that. But it's like, but why is that something that I have to do because of because who you who you're related to is really just by chance. It's really not anything that had any say in but like I you didn't that. choose these people yeah but I'm like who but who you choose to be in your circle and who, who you choose to be around for your own mental health is something that I think clashes with that that a hot that some people struggle to have especially if that's you know with a lot of us churches ingrained in us from an early age so when you get older somebody being like well why you got to do that and it's not like you're going against God but it's like oh my my job is to kind of not take that into consideration just to look on like oh this is not serving you why is this something you continue to engage and indulge in and a lot of times it's because well this is what I've been taught so right you know a lot of the teachings in the bible is like you know you know if somebody um like you turn the other cheek baby you know if somebody wrongs you then you turn the other cheek and it accounts up to tell you somebody wrongs you you don't turn the other cheek you walk you make a boundary and you walk the fuck away because we do not have time for that there is a very much a major difference between empathy and compassion right so it's like you don't have to be empathetic to fucking everybody like because everybody does not deserve it can you be compassionate and still be like kind to them and nice to them and not seek revenge yeah sure but you ain't got to be empathetic you know that's the difference I also think that the black church child it's like we think that mental health is there because it's like there's a lack of faith or prayer you get what I'm saying like oh well have you prayed hard enough or you're not believing hard enough that God can save you from this? And, and it's just kind of like, baby, it has nothing to do with prayer and faith and religion. It literally just has to do with like predisposition and genetics and you're trauma right. and life. Even when I think about trauma that I'm kind of like, oh, so like, because this traumatic event happened to you at, as a child in some way through that teaching, at some way you wasn't doing what you were supposed to be doing or what's or if somebody rather than kind of holding accountability like no if you know knock on wood you know a trigger warning but like oh if I'm five years old and I was violated in some way why the hell is any of that something that we put on me and not the the person that did it or you know the perpetrator in that situation like there's you're not gonna reason with me while I had why I had any role and then even you know when we talk about oh, well, you know, she was fast and all this other stuff. We were like, these men was grown. Why is that? We not going to even, we not going to even try to make that make sense because uh-uh. we, what was that? I said, uh-uh, don't even try to make it make sense. It's not ever going to make sense. It's not, and I, it's, it's, it's been so crazy to, you know, not, and not that this relates to church specifically, um, but it's, it's just been so, it's, sometimes it's very difficult to really have that be like a conversation of it be like oh but that it, it was almost put upon me as though because I was a fast little girl or I was doing this or 
when I sat down, I didn't cross my legs like I was supposed to. It's almost like it comes across like, oh, that much, that was an invitation. So no matter what, whatever anybody else did, even if they was four times your age, it's almost put back on you, which is just absolutely crazy to me. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. And I've just, I've never like understood like that just doesn't make any sense to me. But I think, but in that sense, under that guys, you should, you should forgive them because they was, that's fighting. what I was about to say. And then it leads you to, having, yeah, it leads you to having to forgive this person who has caused you so much pain. It's crazy because like, then I feel like when you have those conversations with those people, the point of the conversation is you practicing forgiveness, not reconciling your trauma. That's, and it's absolutely ludicrous and it's absolutely ridiculous because it's just like saying that out loud doesn't even sit well with my spirit. Like, how can you say that out loud? And actually, it's like, do y'all actually listen to what you're saying? Like, do you actually listen to what you're saying? And and the interest, and this is something that I talk about a lot, people that the clients that I work with, um, a lot of them think, or a lot of people have learned or think, I have an issue with this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to just move past it. What none of them realize is that every time they do that, they secretly build resentment. Mm-hmm. This person about this, and no matter how much they try to disguise it or hide it, it always comes up in one form or another. It always comes up. It's like, oh, you're really still mad about this. So every time he does this or she does this, or every time this comes up, you fly handle because you really have never moved past it. So although you're telling yourself, Oh, I don't, I move past it and I don't specifically talk about that. I'm like, oh, you built a resentment. Yeah. And because you're resentful of that situation, it always comes up and how you communicate things or when certain topics come up that it's like, oh, but had you really taken a space to actually explore it and acknowledge it? And, 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 and I think teaching people that it's okay to say that shit pissed me off. That was some bullshit. This is not what I planned for my life. This is not what I wanted. Like a lot of people don't feel like they can say that. And it's like, oh, whether you if you don't say it it's gonna come out and there's there's nothing wrong with saying you know what I did everything I was supposed to I followed the rules I you know dotted my eyes crossed on my teeth and this is not the life that I planned on having to allow people to be able to say that because I'm like if you don't say that whether you say it to me or not or to yourself you're still gonna feel that way and it's gonna come out and how you present and how you interact with other people around you yeah Oh, Jesus, I just want the Black church to know and Black people to know who, even if you're not a Christian, right? I mean, part of any religion at all, you know, it's that your God, you can have a belief in your God, and Mm -hmm. also it can coexist with you trusting a therapist to help you through whatever that you're going through. They can coexist peacefully at the same time. I, I promise you, God will not punish you for trusting somebody else with your mental health. You get what I'm saying? Like you said, it's like going to the doctor. Like we just not go to the doctor just because like, oh, I'm putting my faith in God, even though you sick as a damn doll, like you wouldn't neglect that. So why are you neglecting your mind? It's just as important as your body. You know, it reminds me of my mom. You say like, why would God give people all this knowledge if he didn't want y'all to use it? Why and that's 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 the ringer dinger. How he give y'all all this stuff would be like, oh, it's some great therapist. I don't go talk to him though. But hey, they, well, I mean, you around the corner from me and the doctor yourself, aren't you, Jessica? Yeah. Why you like to bring up negative things? Nah, I really am though. Speaking of doctor, I mean, I've been, I'm, 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 wrap, I'm wrapping up my, my, not really wrapping up, but like I'm moving, I'm pressing forward. I did a lot of work today on my screen break, so I'm kind of proud of myself. Anyways, um, yes, prayer is essential and helpful, and we need Black churches to continue to advocate for mental wellness, because if you start to advocate for mental wellness, I feel like there will be a significant turnaround in the Black community, and them actually like trusting mental health agencies and mental health professionals to help take care of them, but that's going to have to be a thing that like, that's going to have to be a collaboration. You know how like Black churches they'll have somebody running for governor or mayor or city council, like come to the church and shake hands and kiss babies. Like same thing needs to happen in order to like, 
take care of mental health in the black community because we need it damn it you know i'm just now i'm just really like i want to sit down with the pastor yeah for sure i really feel like that would be a really good conversation to talk about mental health like and you know like the dichotomy between mental health and the black church. i'm gonna find me a black pastor and be like listen let me chop it up with you let's go to papa Do's something not papa Do's. i was gonna say the waffle house but that's very after hours maybe like denny's or something yeah. <laughs> i feel like pastors like well what type of pastor you gonna get you gonna get like um a down south baptist pastor or you're gonna get like a mega church pastor like because there's gonna be that i don't don't want a mega church pastor i want a pastor that walk around with a sweat rag everywhere like okay well you're gonna have to take him to the golden corral i can take him to the coral i'm not mad about that i'm like well let's let's chop it up like i just would like to get or like talk in this way where it's not like accusatory or anywhere but like but what's wrong with that or you know just look at it like oh so like if somebody has cancer i'm not gonna say like oh i can understand you being like we're gonna pray we're gonna do all this i get all that but i might do you all sort of don't don't take your ass to chemo like don't do that because i mean or you know and it's not so i mean like you know i knew pastor who was like oh covid won't hit my church and it won't happen and like that happens so like what do you do then like that you know that i don't think there needs to be a separation but that's a whole nother thing but it's like but also it's like we have a sick and shut-in list for like i mean i know most baptist churches we have a sick and shut-in list you know what i'm saying like did you, you not have one church every Sunday and I don't know why it's terrible something's wrong with me that used to be my favorite part of church because I used to just want to be like well what's going at my favorite part was when they would go when the when the announcer would go over the minutes for the in the in the not the what's the what's the 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 pamphlets yeah the announcements and she'd like pray over saw us saw the shit on the sitting shut I was like what's going on that used to be my favorite part of church it's so stupid you know, if you had somebody who's on sick and shut in list who's depressed, that would be great. Like you're giving, you're going by, you're giving them meals, like you're going to check on them. Maybe you're helped to clean up their house because it's chaotic. Maybe you're just giving them a phone call, you know, same thing as Sister Linda who went into diabetic shock and she on the sick and shut in list needs to be same thing done for Brother Johnson who is going through a depressive episode. You know, now that I think about it, the craziest thing that's that is the one thing I think the one thing that they when they really they really practice mental health support in the way that they don't realize it is when people pass away because that oh, sure. that's exactly what it looks like it looks like helping you clean your house it helps like with motivation bringing you food helping you cook meals check it like that is and it's so crazy to me so I'm like oh like basically this is what y'all do this at this time where there's apps that's wonderful that's fantastic but it's like oh I feel like on a certain scale, that's kind of what we try to help develop when we're trying to help people develop their social supports of being like, oh, well, somebody's, you know, having this going on or trying to build their network. So they have those regular check-ins with somebody where it's not like, oh, we're going to all do this for this first three weeks because so, oh, so-and-so did, your husband died. And then maybe about two, three months after that, you you back on your own again. You're on your own. So I feel like that is, I never would have thought about it, but I definitely think that's kind of what it looks like. It's like, oh, but if somebody dies tomorrow, that's exactly what you're going to do. You'll get all the mental health support in the world. It's so it's be- like the black church, you know how to do it. You just don't know how to, you're not applying that same thing to mental health because it's just not talked about. So you it's know, like you have the capability. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's pretty much one extreme or the other. It's like, oh, when somebody dies, it's like 100%. And then when it's not, it's a lot lower unless they, they're, there's something that you know something is going on. Yeah. But I'm like, that's kind of, you know, what happens. So I think just helping find a way to like, oh, well, let's, let's balance that out so it's not one extreme or the other or, or helping build those um, mutual supports with one another. But then it's like, oh, but there are people who are like nothing against the Black church, but it's like, as a trained therapist, there's going to be things that I can help you process in a way and give you tools that somebody you just cool with or somebody you're in church with is not. It's a different, it's like, oh, we go to school to learn this, how to separate diagnosis. So I can't necessarily give you the same coping skills that I can give to this person based off their history. And then, you know, and then I think separating that, oh, you don't have to worry about me telling everybody what happened or how it happened. But if it's just somebody casually at church, you Baby. know a lot about 
you know, church business spreads, baby. And Quick. Then, you know, like, you know, you lean over in your pew and you be like, girl, you heard what happened to Loretta? You know, I'm just saying, like, there's a difference. And that's like, you know. So basically what's going to happen is me and Jess going to get together and meet with some with some pastors and we're going to start this uh, Bible Black Health Mental Health uh, collaboration. We just gonna, we just Honestly gonna, and truly, speaking you know, into existence, honey, if so, we can get the... We're going to change the way Black church... Honestly and truly, like, we could be, like, the face of getting mental health counselors in the Black church, like consult us on how you want to get a, a mental health professional in your in your church whether it's on the deaconess board or their trustee it, hey or their trustee or their usher or hey we could do this and you have them on the payroll and you pay them out you know i do like contract work like exactly like- it's contracted hey nope you know what D- y'all did not hear that hey take that off the rest I love when me and Jessica are unprepared, baby, because when we get together, it's just like magic happens. It's dynamite. I have a very loose guideline for what's supposed to happen today, but it just be so organic and we just get to going and it's just like magic. So let's, so let's, no, so since we're going to get, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to cut that off because we're going to get Yeah, because yeah, we give giving y'all too much right now. We're going to get too deep in it. We already get too deep in the trenches anyway. So we definitely wanted to touch on some other things this week. Um, I definitely know I don't want to single nobody out, but I definitely want to. I feel like Lord knows we have a podcast. So I'm not judging people for having a podcast, but I definitely feel like there's a lot of y'all that should not have podcasts. There's Take the mics of, away. There's a lot of people who should not have opinions. Um, and I also feel like a lot of us in the consensus, we feed in and we reiterate a lot of the bullshit and keep the shit going. So I just I just wanted to put a fit like touch on that for a second because it's I just it's just it's getting out of hand it's getting ridiculous it's getting ridiculous it's I think especially with the population that you're about to talk about baby we said put the guns up but we did not say put the guns up and then pick up a microphone <sighs> Jesus so what did you what is what did you want to talk touch on oh well? my god I'm gonna talk about baby the mental health gurus of social media. Because all of a sudden, I just feel like everybody is a mental health professional, yet they have not gone to school. They have no degree. They have no certification. They have no license. They're just going off vibes and memes and um, Instagram posts. So those are the two things that's clearly been pissing me and Rollis off for the past month. Um, so it really has because I so I'm listen. I'm not I'm just well. I'll I'll just hop into mine. Don't do so it. I'm not even really somebody who listens to podcasts. Like I'm not. I don't even like to hear people talk. Like I mean, that sounds bad as a therapist, but like just to like listen to somebody like talk on a video, like on a like audio for like an hour. No, I get it. That's it's not because we hear people talk all yeah. day. Like they're like, oh, I just listen to this when I'm driving. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, there's so many things that are subjective. Like, I don't want to hear about pop culture all day because we talk about it all the time. So, like, a lot of to me, a lot of podcasts are very similar, and they just talk about current events, which there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not really important to me. But I think, you know, I'm trying to not like single nobody out because this is not that kind of show. Just single it out. I just feel like. There's a lot of podcasts with like cisgender men. Yeah. And, cis- and if you don't know what that means, I'm not like an expert on the terms either, even though I'm part of the Rainbow Coalition. Don't judge me, but I don't be knowing all the shit neither because I'm old. Um, but basically, like it's basically someone who who identifies with the the fucking sex that they were assigned at birth. So at birth, you were assigned a male. You agree, like, yep, yeah, I'm a male, and you grow up that's cisgender male. Yeah. So there's just a lot of them that have these podcasts. And a lot of, I don't want to say all of them, but a lot of them seem to really be based around um, appearances and viewpoints of Black women. And 
the crazy thing is like, you know, let's, let's, if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. A lot of these podcasts would not be thriving if people were not listening, listening, subscribing, retweeting, doing everything. So like, they're not popular because nobody's not listening to them. So let's like, let's, let's say it for that. So you can go anywhere and say a bunch of crazy shit. But until you have an audience, none of what you're really saying matters. So, you know, not to, we get, you know, like there's like ones about like rating people and the whole Meg Tory thing. That's like a whole thing and just a back and forth of things like that. And I just, I guess it's just sometimes it's hard to really, well, as somebody who's very, um, very self assured, very, very self confident, I don't necessarily look at those things and feel like personalized or right. when I see stuff that might be about a community that I'm a part of, I don't really look at it and be like, oh, they're talking about me. They're talking about community. But I do think, and you might be able to speak to this a little bit better. I do think there is a difference with black women because there is an attack on black women. I mean, we, we can say like black women earn the least per dollar than anybody else. Um, right. talk about like, victimization, believing Black women, a lot of other things. So like to go on any kind of platform and then to say, with all that going on, that's not enough. Let's also talk about where we gonna rate you. Like, cause that's important. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. I it's have absolutely really ridiculous. I have a really time understanding it. And I definitely feel like there are some people who just, you say something controversial, you get more attention. Like that, that has always just been a thing. But to me, it's just, there, I guess there's just there's never really any responsibility. It's basically set up to me that you can just go on somewhere, say whatever, and you really don't have any responsibility whatsoever. And I just I don't know how to feel about it. I just it's real. <laughs> it's weird. Know. My thing is that if it was one episode, I mean. It's still bad, but if it was one episode where it's like you talk about Black women and I don't know why you would bash Black women. I don't know exactly what we've done to be bashed, but whatever. And you bash Black women for one episode. It's like, all right, what the fuck ever. You have something against Black women, but keep it moving. But it's like every episode? Like, how are you coming up with that much material to continue to degrade literally one specific demographic of people. That is what is concerning to me. It's like, you don't have nothing else to talk about, but how much you hate black women and what black women can do better and what black women can bring to the table and what black women you're attracted to and what you like about, but like, and what you not like about black women, but what you don't like about black women. It's just like, it, it's getting obsessed like and it's, it's very tired and it's very exhausting and I think just with and I get that everything is important but I'm like with, with just so much other stuff in the world happening just on a day-to-day basis and I'm like who's really taking their time even if hypothetically you feel that way I you can't change a lot but I'm like who's signing up for that and I'm you know and I do want to I do believe in accountability very much so I also sometimes I wonder like why do these black women go on these places to be you know to 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 victimize themselves like why who go like if you know these people ain't shit who goes on certain places and like get victimized like openly and it's kind of like what what I don't you know I'm not judging nobody in any situation I'm really not but I'm kind of like you know I would hope that everybody has a certain level of integrity that they're not signing up but you know part of what I've I feel like this I don't even know if it's my turn but fuck it I'm claiming to me a lot of it is prostituting your pain and when I say that prostituting your pain is basically being like I'm in pain but not enough people know about it let me mm-hmm. find a way to let everybody know that I'm in pain. It's like, you know, so I just downloaded TikTok, but it's really just to look at food and stuff and to make funny videos when I be bored. Yeah. So I find like, no on TikTok. But there's like, there really isn't a day where I don't see somebody on there who has like just found out somebody was cheating on them or doing all this other stuff and literally is like broadcasting it for yeah. everybody. It's, like, it's one thing for your friends to know, maybe even a few people around your city or your town to know. No, you want thousands and sometimes millions of people to know that 
you was at the grocery store and you saw your boyfriend with this girl and you found out he was stealing money and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just kind of like, outside of likes and sympathy, what else are you getting out of prostituting your pain is kind of how I look at it. What other benefit are you getting out of broadcasting? And then it, it I feel like it just kind of creates the cycle of, I'm broadcasting my pain, so then you have a select people who are going to be like, we're going to sit here and talk about your pain because you're broadcasting it. You know, it, it's a, it really, this social media is a motherfucker. It's a, it's a dirty bitch. It's a, a I hate hog. it sometimes. I absolutely hate it. Social media is a hog head lying bastard, okay? And I just feel like it's just, sometimes it is a lot and I understand why people take breaks or why they don't follow certain people because it's just be like, if you know if you're a, if you have a different temperament if you're younger whatever it can this can really run your pockets like with the little all this and you know my hard. mama my mama used to always tell me you know um you can always have an opinion but that doesn't mean that it's true mm. and um it seems like everybody plugs up that microphone and they just they say nothing but their opinion, just opinions, opinions, <laughs> opinions, but none of it is facts. So it's just kind of like, y'all are talking, talking, talking and saying your opinions, like this is my opinion, but this is my opinion. Yeah, and your opinion is also dumb and it's also stupid. So, and but it's guess, also not truthful. Yeah, but it is, it's just weird because I guess, I guess sometimes I just look at people and say, okay, well, I ain't never argue with nobody in comments. Not that I ain't, yeah. I ain't like, but sometimes I just wonder like, their opinion is that it sucks and it's stupid. Why am I wasting my time trying to explain myself? Or one thing that has always stuck with me, like I don't necessarily subscribe to trying to prove my value to someone who has shown that they don't value me. Right. Like I could never see myself going to a clan rally trying to be like this is why black people are great i could never see myself doing that because i'm like whether you're too far gone whether they agree with me or not i'm like why am i trying to prove that but i do feel like in a lot of other situations we kind of knowingly go into that we go into spaces where we have not historically been accepted have not recently been accepted and try to make people accept us by proving that we are like the optimal negro and i just feel like why why I mean, any competent therapist would tell you not to go into an environment that you know is not healthy or that is not conducive to your mental health. So even like when you were saying like, why do these black women keep going on these podcasts where they be bashing women? It's like, if you actually had a therapist or actually had one ounce of common sense, you would not expose yourself to an environment that you know could be detrimental to you and your feelings. And I guess, like you said, a lot of times they go on there, it's just like, oh, well, I'm trying to prove them wrong. And it's like, but for what? What's the, are y'all okay? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Are y'all, that's what I really want to be asking sometimes. Like any comments, like, because I'm I'm not pressing the type type on these comments either. But I I want sometimes to really ask like, are y'all okay? Is everything okay? Because something's not right. It just takes too much energy. Uh, it just takes too much energy to not meet people where they are and to say, like, you know what? This ain't what I subscribe to. You ain't my type of person. And keep it moving versus, no, I need to prove to them that, that I need to prove my values to this person. It's like, why? Why? Move the fuck on. Find somebody else who values you. Yeah. Instead of you trying to prove to somebody that you're valuable, why don't you just find somebody that already sees you're valuable? I mean, sidebar, a lot of y'all need to do that in y'all relationships. Hello! Bing bong! Message, Jessica, What? let's talk about get into the social media because I feel like... We okay, this is really how it happened. Get into it, babe. So, I had a friend um, send me this shit on Twitter. Um... First of all, whenever I scroll down Twitter or Instagram, my timeline, hell, even TikTok, I always see people talking about mental health 
and like what you should do, what you should not do, um, using like those those coin terms that now everybody has held on to and they think they know what it really is and it doesn't mean anything at all. And it just has really started to piss me off because I'll be like, what the fuck are y'all even talking about? Like this, what are y'all talking about? So a friend sent me this tweet and I want you to just, just listen to it and you tell me if this makes sense to you. Okay. Because let me re-up on my line so I can really feel it. Because you know, I'm a mental health professional, but I don't, I don't, I don't claim that I know everything. Okay. So you might know something I don't know. So I'm right. I'm coming to you as a as a cohort. You know what I'm saying? Come on, cohort. All right. So it says, what if it's not imposter syndrome? What if you really do suck? But kind people gaslight you into thinking you're better than you actually are. That's a thing. Hmm. Well, let's unpack it. Let's, um... The thing about imposter syndrome, which we talked about this before. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is thinking that you should not be in the room, even though everything that you have shown as far as like your skills and what you have to the room, right? Like, right. It's like, you don't think that you're good enough to be there, even though it's like, no, actually you are like, you're more than well equipped, you know? Mm-hmm. But then he used the word gaslight. Now we talked about gaslight in here. I know you love the, the, you girls love the word gas. Like, I don't know who taught it to y'all. Who like, taught y'all that? Damn it, I wish y'all would stop using it. Y'all get on my damn nerves. <laughs> hey, I'm here at least four times a week. And I'm like, using it! I'm like, oh, God. Please stop using it. Use something else. Say it, but kind people gaslight you into thinking you're better than you actually are. But gaslighting doesn't really work like that because you don't gaslight positive behaviors. Nobody gaslights you for anything positive. That's not correct. I I think those, okay, so let's let's just, let's go back to it. Let's just give us a, a brief review. Yeah. Gaslighting, um, I don't remember the damn definition. I'm Googling it. Basically, what I remember, gaslighting is kind of someone doing things to make you feel like your reality isn't reality. It's doing things to say, like, that never happened. I never said that to you. Like, like trying to establish, like, falsehoods, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like intentional. It's, it's not something that just happens one day by accident. It's like an intentionality behind it. Nobody is going to get the word <laughs> gaslighting does not work with people hyping you up to think you're the baddest bitch in the world. Like that's not no. that's not somebody gaslighting you. That doesn't even make sense. Like to, to gaslight somebody is only like trying to like usually it's like a partner. It's to be like, oh, I want to cheat on Jessica, but I need to find a way to make this appropriate. So let me make her think she's bugging that all these things, like she found some underwear, but they must not be. She must be bugging. She ain't buying them, or they hers, and she don't remember buying. Them. I bought like, those for you a year ago. It's not. It's not this. You's a bad bitch, and you got it. Like, I, so I don't know why y'all trying to put those two things together because it's not. They're not I, the same thing. But the other thing is, I feel hmm. like there are there are some things that are subjective, and there are some things that are not. So let's say, like hypothetically, what the how y'all feel, and I don't give a shit. Something like fashion is subjective. No matter how you put it, it's subjective to the person. So I know there are some stylists that I think are absolutely fucking terrible. And we, Horrible. You talked about them. But if they enter a room with other stylists, there might be somebody there who thinks this shit is amazing. So if they really say that, they're not gaslighting them. That's really what they believe That's in. That's what they think. Yeah. And so, and, and so, but then there are some things that are like, oh, you want, like, you want, you want this job. I went to, I got a degree. You got a degree. You yeah. did this. You did this job before. I did this job before. That's not gaslighting. That's that's not a subjective thing. Like, oh, objectively, we both have the experience necessary for this position. Now, I may be the only black person in this room, but that does not take away. So that is kind of that's what the difference is. So I feel like a person, and I don't know this person. Somebody who says that will be somebody who really has like a lot of self doubt. Correct. Have, 
and they have some they have people around them who are actually supportive and actually try to hype them up they don't see it as something positive they think it's almost like patronizing like oh you're just doing this you're just saying that because you love me yeah you're just saying that because you love me and you're just saying that because we friends but it's like it to me it kind of like i don't i wouldn't say the term gaslighting but i, I was like oh but it, it, depending on what it is there's so many things that in life are subjective there are some people that i think are terrible at some shit other people love it so you know and but it's um, to me it's like the same thing as like look like restaurants how many times have you been like i love going there and be like oh you like that i didn't like that food and it's kind of like it's subjective so if it's I hype subjective up, if i hype up wanting to go there it's not because i'm gaslighting anybody but that's just my subjective opinion and i think some people don't necessarily see that, but I also think like if you just have a complex where you're terrible and blah blah blah, it really doesn't matter what I say. If that's what you believe in your head and that's what you have ingrained, I'm not going to be able to change that for you. I just wish people would stop using words that they don't know the definition of and stop trying to tell people about mental health and you don't have a degree or anything in it. Even, even <clears throat> I'm gonna say this too, and I don't want to ruffle no feathers, but I hate the girl. I hate the girls who have gone to therapy for a year and think that they can apply everything that they learned to in therapy to everybody else. Because baby, your therapist made a very specific treatment plan for you. Your treatment plan might not work on your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your cousin or your sister or like any of that shit. And then they be posting on the internet about like, what you should do and the steps that you should take and how this goes. And if you do this, then you have ADHD. And if you do this, you're depressed. And it's like, who told you? Who? And also stop diagnosing the girls over the internet. That be happening on TikTok bad. Have, it's this one white girl on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen her, but she'll say like, if you do this, this, and this, and you have ADHD. And I'm like, um okay <laughs> I, I just want all of y'all who took two psychology classes in undergrad to just mind our business this is we we're not on the same level we're not on the same level we're not doing what we're doing we're not in the same realm it ain't nothing against y'all baby i took i had to take about two i took like one or two med classes in grad school, baby, I'm not out here thinking I can prescribe medication or I should know what medication people should take. So I, 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 uh, that's not my lane. I got a little buzz right now. So I'm trying to worry. I'm trying to worry. I was going to say, I stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. Okay. Period. <laughs> I want you hoes to do the same thing. You're not going to tell me. I dabbled in psychology. You taking intro to psych is not the same thing as being a full time therapist. Don't do that. I'm just like, who woke up and told y'all that you're a mental health professional and now you know everything about mental health? That should be weird to me. Oh, God. And it's like, you went to therapy to learn about one thing specifically <laughs> and your problems does not make you an expert on other people's problems. Now, if somebody else has anxiety and it might present like yours, you may be able to give some peer support. But baby, it's more than that. It's it's more much more complicated than that. Y'all gonna stop. Y'all gonna Leave it alone. Making my personal mission for you <laughs> Damn, y'all have been getting on my nerves for the past month. I'd be like, please shut up. It's, it's like people want the people want the rewards, but not none of the responsibilities. You know who said that? I feel like Danny Glover said Kodak that. Black. No, I think ooh, no. I think Danny Glover said that the Effie and Dream Girls. That's a lot of you hoes. Y'all want the rewards and none of the responsibilities. But none of the responsibilities, because I'd be like, y'all don't. Now, if somebody actually came to y'all in distress and needed help, you want to know what to give them except a, a couple of Instagram posts and a pat on the damn back. Yeah, why am I saying it's probably because you know what Kim said, y'all don't want to work. <laughs> Nobody wants to work these days. Get your fucking ass up and go to work. I want to get on TikTok and diagnose somebody, but don't nobody want to go get their degree in counseling. Like, it, come on, if you can't do both. You can't do both. You can't do both. Trust me, if that was the, the route that we could take and I wouldn't have all this money I owe through Sally Mae and Fannie Faye and who all these They can kiss my ass. They're, you're never getting that money back. You're never getting it back. So don't to, ask me. They don't have to get it out the mud because I ain't got it. Even if I did got it, bitch, you ain't getting it by me. You're going to have to, hey, we talked about God earlier. Take it up with him because he died on that cross 
for me, my sins and my transgressions and my debts. You paid the, the ultimate price, okay, baby? So, so my, I don't have nothing for my you. Bill is, my bill is clean. You hear me? That ain't got nothing to do with me. You should have never gave me that degree if you wanted me to pay that money back. I'm taking the damn degree. It's, it's a lot of I can take it. Come take it. Take it away! If you want it so bad, come get it. Come take it. Girl, please. We're about to move on to Trapper's Digest. Um, I got one. I Google something while I was sitting here. Also, I had, hold on a second. I got to blow my nose, y'all. I'm not sick. I have just been, if you live in the South, you know that, baby, the weather has been up and down and the pollen is starting to really pollinate. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, God. Okay. Trapezoid Jazz, because I'm tired of y'all hoes talking, is um by Den Franchise Boys, um, mm-hmm. and it is called Talking Out the Side of Your Neck. Um, so, we're, <laughs> so we're about to get into it. Um, it says, I mean what I say. Say what I mean. I ain't trying to hear you unless your conversation green. So keep quiet, better yet, keep your mouth closed. Act like Janet, dang, got your mouth froze. You hear president seeing dollar signs. Here we can converse, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Money on my mind and nothing else. If you ain't talking money, shit, you talking to yourself. I know you saying something, I can't hear you. You talking about nothing, I can't hear you. See, you need to change the subject, I can't hear you. If you ain't talking money, I ain't really trying to hear you like, uh, oh, talking out the side of your neck. And honestly, that's really what the hell I got to say about y'all because y'all have really just been talking out the side of your neck about everything for the past like month and a half when it comes to these podcasts, when it comes to mental health. And I really can't take it no more. I'm over it. I want you to be quiet. That's that's really my move. Shh, shh, shh. Stop talking. That's what I have to say. If you're not talking about something that you're a professional in or or that you know exactly what you're talking about, be quiet. Close your mouth. I don't want to hear it. Hush. Very simple and straight to the point. We love to hear it. Yeah. And that's a fact. What's your Trappist Digest of the week? Do you have one? I did. Not I, I did. I did. Thank you. <clears throat> I feel wonderful now. This is great. So I did a little scroll back, Trapper's Digest. I wanted to, you know, bring it back. Um, so it's actually Keep Your Head Up by Tupac. And I specifically, just because of what I was, you know, yapping about earlier, you know, he was talking about when brothers make babies and leave a young mother to be a pappy. And since we all came from a woman, got a name from a woman, and got our game from a woman, I wonder why we take from our women, why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, time to heal our women, be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies, that will make the babies. And since a man can't make one, mm. he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies. Hey, hey. But keep your head up. And that's on Women's History Month. Okay. And t- damn it, you fucking... That's exactly <laughs> how you gonna steal that from me on my desk. Use a use a dog headline bastard, Jessica. But I, I definitely think that with Women History Month and there's and with no matter what is going on in the world right now, no matter what is happening in pop culture, no matter what is happening with men, if you read like just take time to leave the comments, you will always find someone blaming a woman for what men are doing. And I'm a very big proponent. Oh, excuse me, girl. Someone who's been raised. I know, don't judge me. Raised by a single woman. I have my family, my who I was raised by is 90% women. Like I just have, I always want to advocate for um the protection of women, especially black women. Um protect black women. Because because of this situation and to just see how many and with working with clients who are predominantly women and a lot of them black women and to just see that you know some of these so many of these experiences are generational 
and that they're still happening and that they're still going on that my biggest thing is I just want um I want people to be held accountable for their own actions and not any of their behaviors to be based off of what or what what a black woman did or did not do for them I said it so that's what I said I said so fighting the challenge I said and I'm not changing on you and you, you, I said what I said. Changing it. That's a whole nother. Listen, I, I can quote that all day. So, for my trap song of the week, like, this person drives me crazy. Gets on my nerves. He's very toxic, and he's probably, he's an extremely terrible person. But goddamn, when he got a bop, he got a bop. Jessica, please. Listen, you know I love the streets and the streets love me. And they do. And I was out for about two weeks, but baby, I'm back in full effect. I'm telling you, when you got your drop top or you out at a good day party and this goddamn super gremlin come on by Kodak Black, baby, it's... I am Kodak Black, but when you see me, I'm white. It slides. It slides. And it's my shit. I love Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. I, I actively try not to listen to this shit, but if it come on the radio, I can't be held responsible. I told somebody the other day, I said, he just don't, I really be rooting for him. He just don't do right. Like, he just does not do right. And I really be rooting for him because, like, it's something about Kodak that it's like, it's something about you. I think, you know, and I think there's a lot of people who I feel like would have done, not that they're not doing well at all now, but I'm saying, like, I think there's a lot of people who, we didn't know everything that people said personally. We didn't know their opinions every day. You know, back where we came from, you know, back in the day, if you grew up as a child in the 90s, you only knew what people was doing when they, when they was, it was album time and they had a single out and they was doing performance and interviews. Other than that, Anything that they did outside of that was they might have happened to get arrested and you might see it in the That paper. was their business. But other than that, it wasn't this constant thing. But now with social media and everything, everything anybody does on a day-to-day basis, you know about. So it doesn't mean that the same shit Kodak or anybody else is doing back in the day wasn't the same thing. We just didn't hear about it this often. That's the biggest difference. That's how, oh, it was probably other people, way a lot of people, doing the same shit, but we only heard about it when they had an album coming out, or unless they got arrested and somebody called their grandmama and told them, and then they got a national choir, or whatever the hell they used to use. Kodak, I just want you to get a good therapist, and if you need me, come holler at me, because I can help you work through some things, and you can really be on top. But we gotta get that mind right, King. It's, but then is, is the music gonna bump like it used to? It probably won't. Um, but going to my trap... <laughs> Let me tell you this. If you turn Kodak Black into a conscious rapper, I don't know if I can forgive you. I don't know. I'm not making no promises. Leave him. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. If we change him, we might change the music, and I don't know if I want that. Because I ain't got to deal with him. I don't know if I want Kodak Cole. I don't, or Kodak Lamar. I don't know. If I yeah, I don't know if I want that either. Um, My trap song of the week is by this nigga named Bit Boogie. Um, and and the song is Pop Out and it's just something about it. I just, it just really made me want to pop out. It just makes me want to toot my ass up and really just just really to it and booty that's what it makes me feel like um it doesn't hurt that he fine too you know his voice does not sound like how he looks his voice gets very grimy well he do like grimy it just get i don't know y'all just go listen to the song that's all like that's all i can say that's all i can say let me see what it looked like because he got a song called juice i just downloaded the other day i think he cute but you know Do you like the way he looks? I see what you're doing. I see the vision. You see the vision? I see the vision. I 
just, he kind of cute to me. Now that, ta- I mean, he got a tattoo on his forehead or I don't really like that, but oh no, that's not a t- tattoo. That's a scar. But um, I think he cute. He just got a big ass forehead. But he don't, he don't sound like how he um rap. He sound like a big nigga when he rap. But he kind of look tiny. He do look small. Um, yeah but anyways y'all go listen to that pop out by big bookie um thank me later well this was wonderful i'm so glad that we got back in action i can't wait until i don't know if we're gonna do are we gonna do trap international i don't international international is oh so we gonna have some bomb promo picks oh they're gonna be nasty Next, so yes, Trap Therapy is going international next month. Yeah. It's a real nigga birthday, and we're going to be... We're taking this show on the road, baby. We might have to do a breakfast show, because Lord knows what's going to happen after that. But So I'm looking forward to that. We're definitely back now. We're going to get us... We're going to get back on schedule for the spring session, spring semester of Trap Spring semester of Trap Therapy um so yeah hope you girlies and you guys enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you next time bye bye